0: i thought it was going to be like river rats right like um what do you call them muskrats they're rats they are rats and they're like this big i'm like not small furry that's where it ends i don't the (laughs) rouss have overtaken texas
1: Welcome to the Ask Pastor Jeff Anything podcast. I almost left off the anything, like I faltered there. Could you hear it in my voice? <laughs> maybe maybe almost anything? Nah, that's alright. You can ask. This doesn't mean I'll answer. I'm <laughs> Jeff Slater, lead pastor of Trinity United Methodist in Lincoln, Nebraska. With here, as always, Jody Rene on.
0: Who's keeping you in the loop on all the cool stuff happening these days.
1: I did not know about Swamp Rats in Texas, the latest uh, the latest um, uh, manifestation of 2020. Yes. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the topic, but she keeps me advised on lots of things.
0: Important things.
1: Well, uh, what is our question today? Because our question today is a sticky one. It's one that is theologically... Um, relevant to many many people i say that carefully because i kind of think it's too relevant but we'll get to that in a minute we'll get to that we'll get to that what's our question
0: well the question came to us as yeah did god have to kill jesus
1: there's a question that's a question for
0: the ages now you and i have been approaching it too though from is that a valid question definitely one that people ask is it the right question
1: there's and there's there's lots of layers here i mean this is there are whole seminary courses that don't even scratch the surface here so first of all did god kill jesus
0: and did jesus have to die
1: right because one could say that god didn't kill jesus we did one could say that it wasn't we that did it was they that did i mean there's 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 other you see how this already that already and that's that's even another conversation and
0: why why did jesus have to die right did, that, did it have to happen that way? Couldn't have there have been another path, another route, another means of whatever?
1: And I respect that this is very important to the journey of a lot of people, too. Um, you know, one of the phrases that you hear so often is, Jesus died for our sins. And I'm not saying that's incorrect, but if you haven't connected that phrase, connect it now, because, uh, oh, well... Uh, Two of my uh, early professors, uh, learning about theology, said, always ask the question, what's at stake? Whenever you consider a conversation, whenever you read a book, ask what's at stake for the author. And in this case, the stakes are really high. I mean, the the argument for why atonement is important is...
0: Well, and atonement's the whole theory
1: on... Right. Oh, had we not used the word yet? No. Okay, that's what we're talking about, atonement. That's the, <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the theology word for it. This question of did Jesus have to die, to, to some theological outlooks, is the difference between heaven and hell. And by the way, there's another question there. But I'm just saying, you ask what's at stake. For some people, it's, it's that. It's more than life or death. It's, it's afterlife.
0: Okay, so you're already waxing philosophical about this. I am. Well,
1: I'm trying to establish why this matters.
0: And that is the beautiful irony, because you literally stood in my doorway ten minutes ago and said, "What did you say about atonement theory, Jeff?"
1: I didn't say it doesn't matter. I just said I think it matters too much to a <laughs> lot of people, <laughs> and I do. But I'm, re- I'm. What I'm doing here is I'm respecting.
0: Okay.
1: I'm respecting that for many people it does matter deeply, and that's where they are. And I disagree. I think I, I think this question of did Jesus die for our sins is important, mind you, uh-huh. but pales in comparison to the question of what happened next the empty tomb and and, and even that phrasing gets a little bit awkward here as we're going to say but i think i think the resurrection reveals so much more that leaves sin in the dust to be totally honest Um, so i think while the question isn't unimportant it's not as important as the question of salvation which is where we're going to end up here at the end but i'm getting i'm getting to the end of the conversation you're just looking at me
0: I just let you talk sometimes because it's like it's fun.
1: Well, I go in. I go into TV mode when I used to be on TV, and I feel like I have to fill every second, as if we don't have a, a nice person named Greg taking out the awkward pauses. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, so, who can also envision the exact look I'm giving you? Because part of it is, <laughs> I'm just enjoying your. I, all right, I'll just say it this way. You just define salvation, empty tomb as. Sin, right? Whatever the the winning over of sin, but that even has to do with whatever your atonement theory is. So anyway, well, let's just talk about that.
1: Sure, it always comes down to language and what we mean by words, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, words are a pain.
1: I think about ghosts last week. I mean, we we meant different things, and we. Anyway, I love words, but yeah. okay, we are really getting off topic. Let's let's bring it back around. The um, so atonement theory is the theological term for what the heck happened on the cross well and why the cross it's a little broader than that yeah Yeah. why what what was going on there what maybe atonement theory is better described as what happened why why jesus not just the cross but why jesus's life as a whole is that fair is that too broad for atonement theory you think
0: no i don't think it is i think you're right
1: yeah uh, and there are a number of theories, uh, and sometimes people latch on to one theory. Some people even say that only one atonement theory is valid. By the way, theory just means like like a a model, a right. way of understanding, right? Yes. It doesn't mean like a theory is something to be proved, or not in that sense, just a model right. of thinking about something. Yes. Uh, And so, there is a whole list of potential answers to that question. Some people hold on to one. Uh, Other people, uh, like me, tend to think that this is something bigger than us and that the only way we can even hope to understand it is if we hold all of these theories together at the same time. You know, like the uh, like the blind men and the elephant, if you know that story, that uh, one thinks uh, that he's sure. hit a wall, one thinks he hits a long stringy thing, another thinks, you get the idea, and only by comparing stories do they see, have a bigger picture of the whole. Sure. Um, and so we are like the blind uh, people who are trying to understand atonement, what happened by way of lots of theories fair
0: yeah i definitely don't cling to one but i would say that i'm far more deconstructionist at this point like there are one or two that i'm like absolutely no
1: not that one more more this one okay we'll take part of yes that one no yes (laughs) well okay i want to give a a shout out here to uh jeremy smith has a wonderful blog hacking christianity back in 20 maybe we'll link to it in the show notes yeah that was a great that was a great blog yeah (laughs) he still is
0: true sorry Jeremy it's a great blog <laughs> uh,
1: but he uh, in 2013 he wrote a post that summarized uh, these different atonement theories mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful little nutshell so I'm I'm, I'm well pr- quite frankly I'm probably just gonna read some of them to you here okay. because they're short little descriptions and what he says is that some of them focus more on Jesus's birth some focus more on his life some on the cross mm-hmm. some on the empty tomb so uh, I we we probably don't need to go through every single one of them. No, yeah. I'll give you an idea. One of them is Christ, Christus Victor.
0: Love that one. My
1: Latin's a little bit rusty here. Uh, this came from Irenaeus, the uh, early theologian in those first uh, century or two. I can't remember yes. the exact date of Irenaeus after Jesus. Third,
0: third century. No, no. I don't know.
1: One of those first few. One it's of Got the, a cool name. Too, one of the. So early, oh yeah, Irenaeus is great. So. In, in this one, Jesus' life is a victorious struggle against evil. Uh, and while many people put that at the resurrection, because that's when evil was defeated, Irenaeus places it at the beginning. Yes. Uh, that, God, uh, that, that Jesus and God existed before time as part of the Trinity, and an even coming demonstrates a victory over evil.
0: Yes. He, he was one of the early church fathers that helped design Advent.
1: I don't think I realized that. Yeah,
0: Advent didn't Advent wasn't really a thing until the, you know, 4th, 3rd century.
1: Advent being the season we celebrate before Christmas that uh, well we don't need to go at all the right. But, but yeah. it was
0: really about the um, a bigger idea that you know in some circles we think that the climax of the story is at either the cross or the tomb, but for the Christus Victor peeps it happens at the birth.
1: Christus Victor Peeps—that needs to be like a, a T-shirt. Like I was going to say, a T-shirt. We'll we get a team. Uh, it's okay. My softball team. Let's see. I'm going to kind of pick and choose atonement <laughs> theories here because that seems appropriate. Uh, another uh, so if you put if you put your focus a little bit further into Jesus's life and teaching, another atonement theory is moral exemplar. And this, by the way, there's nothing new under the sun to quote Ecclesiastes. My okay. own favorite. Uh, so, this is another one from the early church from Abelard. In this one, Jesus' death is a powerful enough example of love and obedience to influence sinners to repent of their sins and improve their lives. A moral exemplar. How tidy. Well,. You know, it's, yeah, it's not complete, is it? <laughs> uh, by the way, do you see the connection of how these address sin uh, with Irenaeus saying that Jesus' very birth shows that God is bigger than sin and lo, And not just kind personal
0: of, sin. That's yeah, a really important Sin in the, in the Yes,
1: it is. Sin as a condition, sin as a state of the world.
0: Yes, including institutional and systemic and, yeah. Right.
1: So Abelard puts it on Jesus' life and his teaching uh, and his influence. Is that fair enough said? Yeah, I think so. I should probably throw this one in here too, just because of two of the names, uh, two of our favorite people here, I think. Mm. This is the uh, Atonement Theory of Solidarity, popularized by Tony Jones and Jurgen Moltmann. Two of
0: my favorites.
1: Yes, mine too. Uh, This one says that Jesus' life stands as testimony that he always stood with the marginalized and the poor, the prostitutes and the tax collectors. And we are called to identify with Christ's suffering and to stand with those whose experience of being forsaken parallels Christ on the cross. Yes. right. So that's kind of a justice oriented one, again, focusing on Jesus' life. That's way too simply said, but you, you, you.
0: Yes. well, and that the in the in the act of dying and in dying the way he did in a shameful, marginalized, poor person way it was truly entering into the experience of the ones who are misunderstood misidentified
1: so again the oppressed. question again the question of why jesus and uh f- focusing mostly on his life but kind of bridging into why the cross mm-hmm. why the suffering why god entered why god in jesus entered into that kind of suffering yep. because of the suffering in the world yep but it, it, and instead of focusing on well, it, it, I mean, it does address sin in the the biggest sense of it, yeah. But it's more of an identifying with the suffering. I don't know. It's kind well, of and a the ca- because there, the
0: cause of suffering often is sin, whether it's institutional yeah.
1: or sometimes right. personal, right. or
0: yeah. Right. Tony actually has a great book. Did you say this article is two thousand and thirteen? Yeah. Okay, I don't remember when this book came out. Uh, Better atonement. And it's he actually sort of unpacks a lot that. of the atonement. Theory. I didn't
1: read it, but I remember. <laughs>
0: well done. It's a good book.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I think maybe you should summarize the next one because I know it's your favorite atonement theory oh, of all. Oh, good gravy! Uh, the penalty satisfaction and substitution. Oh,
0: good. And gravy. by
1: the way, I love how Jeremy does this because normally it uses the other form of the word penalty.
0: Penal substitution. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nobody do Beavis laughs on the (laughs) podcast. That's not what it means. Mm -hmm. You want to summarize that one? Go for it.
0: Actually, I think there's a beautiful Freudian overlap on that one that we won't address here on this podcast. Um, No comment. Yes, it is the idea that God required a substitute to satisfy his God's sense of justice and so and wrath, right? This this righteous wrath. And so Jesus took our place on the cross where we should have died in our sin and our badness and our rottenness and our depravity.
1: Our depravity, yes. I wondered if that word would come in. I mean this You hear this in a lot of old fire and brimstone sermons. You hear it in a lot of new fire and brimstone (laughs) sermons.
0: You hear it in a lot Um, of worship music.
1: You do hear it in a lot of worship music. So um, let me say it in another idea. Um, uh, Oh, gosh. I I love studying preaching and preachers, and I'm a little tempted to, like, do that sermon style Mm -hmm. uh, uh, as an almost impersonation. But I don't think that would be respectful, because I do respect (laughs) the people, even if not their theology. Sure. But... What, what you usually hear is that we are nothing on our own and we have done bad. We deserve to be thrown in jail. We deserve the worst possible punishment for the ways that we have disobeyed, the ways that we have strayed, the ways we've been offered life by God and failed. We deserve the worst thing imaginable.
0: Death comes unexpectedly. And the God Jehovah will execute his vengeance on ye who despise his dying love and trample his benefits underfoot, the unconverted soul, the foolish children of man who miserably delude themselves in the false confidence of their own strength and wisdom. Now the great king of heaven and earth
1: will abolish and annihilate this pride. But Jesus came in mm-hmm. and he took our punishment for us. He said he would go to the electric chair for us. That being uh, execution, right? Like a yeah. cross. Yeah. That Jesus would take that punishment on our behalf so that we could walk free.
0: And have eternal life.
1: And have eternal life. Right. Did I leave that part off? Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's how you usually see it showing up. Um, and it's
0: very much rooted in the idea that you were born into the world rotten and sinful
1: yes which uh that that's what total depravity means by the way that's uh uh, calvin right Mm -hmm. uh and so at the root now i'm not i'm not knocking my presbyterian friends because a lot of them have moderated and and softened it somewhat Mm -hmm. but it's at the root of presbyterianism it's at the root of a lot of non-denominational churches Mm -hmm. and uh again you know how i have to respect right i think that is a terrible theology that only leads bad places oh gosh yes I have also seen God do much good from it, and I've seen sure. I've seen a lot of good people uh, come fr- from that environment and still arrive at a broader meaning of truth too. Sure. But I also see the danger in having that alone.
0: Oh gosh, well, and it can end up being very abusive.
1: Well, because yeah, it can be. It can end up being very abusive. It's it's also uh, a flawed view of God.
0: Okay, so you just hit on why I think atonement theory matters. Go for it. Because at the end of the day, it says something about the nature Uh, and the motivation of who God is. So if you grow up believing or come to faith because God is wrathful or demands justice that requires bloodshed or violence. I mean, just think of all of the wrong that has been justified in the world because we believe We have a, especially an American, you know, post-Puritan, post-Jonathan Edwards sinners in the hands of an angry God. Puritan
1: Edwards, they all fall into this this theory, yeah.
0: That God, that God's love is so desires our best that He would be wrathful and angry and violent. You know, there's just been so much damage done in that, under the umbrella of that idea.
1: I'm. Um, I should probably be non-gendered, but I'm going to be gendered on this one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when a a father who would harm their children because they disobeyed mm-hmm. is an abusive father. Exactly.
0: Well, notice and I only used the gender of God when I talk about.
1: Right. That's attempt. why I. Sh- that's why that's that's why I shouldn't be gendered. But I'm I'm i just do say what I'm yes. saying here. So uh, if. If this is the only atonement theory you you hold, if this is your primary view of God, then you're essentially saying that God is an is an abusive father. Now that that's a bold thing of me to say there of, no, a, of a, a broad swath of American Christianity. However, but
0: it's true. It's true. And then the gaslighting that goes along with it. Well, not only is God an abusive father, but it's for your own good. So for your own good. Don't react. Right. Don't you don't get to judge it or call it bad. Right. That's so this is seriously messed up.
1: And if that's your view of God, how does it influence you? I mean, just, just, just it just spiders out from that. But then
0: how do you even take to... So, you know, my um, community, by and large, are not people inside the faith. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, Jesus is the best way. Jesus is my way. But whenever people ask me about it, one of the things that comes up is... How can you it, there, there is a, an idea out there in the world that how do you argue that Jesus is love, that God's plan for the world is this beautiful redemption and reconciliation and beauty, truth, goodness and mercy. If the same God is this psychopath who requires the blood of his own child to be OK with his creation, like right. those things just don't hang together.
1: And again, I, I, I feel urged to say here that if you're listening to this, this might be one of those Jesus Christ moments, yeah. you know, where where you realize that you've held this view more. Uh, I have seen God bring so much good from it, even through its flawedness. I mean, well, you grew up with this kind of thing, and here you sit, <laughs> you know. After uh,
0: 15 years of intensive therapy.
1: Well, okay, we're, we're, <laughs> we won't go there, though. No. And, and uh, this, uh, I forgot to say earlier, and the uh, the academic in me needs to footnote. This one would go back to Augustine and Anselm. Oh, so
0: Augustine. Sorry
1: for, uh, sorry, Augustine is one of those flawed heroes mm. that contributed so much, but not without I forgot where I was going to go with that.
0: Oh no, we were having too much fun dissing on Augustine. <laughs> we
1: really were, yeah. Uh, oh, I know where. Um, it also goes back to the uh, Old Testament theories, or the the Old Testament, are uh, rituals of sacrifice. Yes. Uh, and this is where you get phrases in Christianity like the Lamb that was slain. Yes. Uh, which is not by itself a bad phrase, sure. but it's this idea that god was god was satisfying those those rituals of sacrifice but instead of requiring us to pay the penalty right by bringing uh, bringing a lamb to slay for our sins Mm -hmm. instead jesus became that for all of us this has its roots in that as well absolutely all right we're spending too much time on that one and it, it doesn't deserve it quite frankly no it's important to talk about
0: it is well and i think the only reason it's a bummer is important to talk about is because likely I would I would argue that those two theories Augustine's and you know penal substitution probably exist even in just fingerprint ways in 70% of American Christianity
1: yeah I agree uh, I didn't grow up with that belief but I still had it Right? right just because it's seeped in from around it's me, mainstream from christianity the, it's in the music oh it's my gosh the, yeah
0: which is why you know so i i'm sure most people don't know this i was a worship coach and worship consultant before a worship professor before i um well between min, between pastoral gigs and this right here is one of the reasons because people will remember their music and their songs yeah. and we are so shaped by the music we sing but this is a prevalent, prevalent theory, and, and
1: yeah. And at Trinity, we we change words sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we change words of uh, uh, of Christian songs. I mean, there's there's sometimes there's little ones that just kind of seep in because you sure. can't change everything. But yeah. if there's a big one, like you know, nothing nothing but the blood of Jesus. Do you hear the atonement mm-hmm. theory in there? Nothing but the blood can set set us free. Is that yeah. the phrase? Yeah.
0: Well, and then you know, when I'm, I used to sing back in my um, touring with Elizabeth Elliott's and. Purity tour, kind of baloney evangelicals. Time there was the song by Ray Bolts back in the day called um, Does He Still Feel the Nails Every Time oh. I Fail? Oh. Yeah, oh. it's it, it was uh, don't get me started, uh, but that kind of stuff, guilt. right? Like, my personal sin is still this. Right. and it's the the suffering of jesus is the only thing that sets me free
1: we've also gotten back to personal sin from sin as a condition of humanity too by the way
0: which is a huge mainstream christianity thing right
1: okay we are we, we have uh we, we've gone back into uh the substitution area to yes okay keep going so one more i'll bring up right. well one and a half more i'll bring up <laughs> one more i'll bring up is ransom captive now mm-hmm. so if that one focuses on the cross ransom captive Jeremy Smith argues that this one focuses more on the resurrection. I would say that's still not quite enough. But ransom captive was popularized by Origin, mm-hmm. uh, O R I G E N, uh, one of another one of those early church father theologian types, and in this case. Jesus' death is the ransom paid to the devil or evil powers to free humans from the bondage of sin. So we are being held captive, and Jesus—Jesus Jesus was the ransom to set us free. Sure. Uh, and once again, now n- none of these theories are necessarily wrong. The substitutionary atonement—I mean, there's—I
0: there's, don't know. Penal's pretty jacked up. I
1: just.
0: I'm just gonna say the word. I'm too, just gonna, as gonna often let that pass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know that 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 one is a little more problematic than most, but I don't think it's necessarily wrong to tie things back to the early Old Testament rituals too. so this is like maybe I'm trying to find good in it's what I'm trying to do here. Why? Maybe I should stop. Okay. Are you gonna
0: try to find good in Auschwitz? You no. crazy person.
1: Okay. What I'm trying to <laughs> what I'm trying to go with this though. Is the like ransom the ransom captive is not necessarily wrong, but it is incomplete. It's incomplete, right? So once again, the blind blind men and the elephant, the old proverb. Indian is that? Is it a Hindu proverb? I don't know. Wherever the blind men and the elephant come from. Yeah, I don't know. Each one of these. Gives us a partial view of God and of the question of why Jesus and why Jesus and what does that have to do with our sin? Yeah. Each one of these offers a partial example, but none of them offer a a, a full answer. Right. Uh, None of them do, and in fact, even when you take them all together, well, I guess we mostly see the elephant, but the. Uh, uh, to stretch the metaphor in, in, in danger of stretching it to death here, what about the other side of the elephant? Oh, good gravy. Okay. <laughs> you see what I mean? There's always more to God than we can actually see is what I'm trying to say. Even well, yes. Beats. yes. They're still only partial, even altogether. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, there's one other atonement theory I'll throw in here just because I feel obligated. There's one that's often attributed to John Wesley, even though that's complicated, mm-hmm. and that is the, the atonement theory of healing servant. Oh. And the, that's the one that sees sin as a disease and grace as the healing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we are sick, and Jesus came to heal the world.
0: Well, that's just a really nicer way of ransom captive. It's yeah, a much kind more of artistic and beautiful, and
1: yeah, gentle it's,
0: ransom captive one.
1: Yeah, you're right. It is. So once again, do you see how none of these are complete? Right. Uh, they're all just partial.
0: So where so do you land?
1: So where do I land? I
0: think I already said where I land,
1: all of them at once, but really I don't take any of it as-
0: That is such a chicken answer.
1: It's not a chicken answer.
0: What are your top two? (sighs) Ooh, it's like High Fidelity. Top five albums, go. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Oh man, now I'm thinking about my top five albums. That's gonna take a lot longer. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Probably Foo Fighters. I don't know which album though.
0: Well that doesn't count, I didn't say bands. Okay, now but, you're buying time. Yeah, really Top two atonement am. theories.
1: I would probably put uh, healing serpent probably healing servant and Christus Victor. I haven't thought of that totally. Hmm. Uh, because Christus Victor uh, demonstrates that God has been bigger than sin all along, mm-hmm. uh, and then Jesus came to heal that which is broken. Mm hmm. That's probably what I would say. Mm-hmm. What are your top two? I, I know it's uh, substitutionary atonement, <laughs> I'll say without using the word.
0: Why won't you say it?
1: What are your favorites?
0: Okay, Christus Victor and Solidarity.
1: Ah, yeah, I, I could have guessed that actually. And
0: Healing Servant, I think too, and I that's think That's sure. it's a top two. I, uh, okay. Yeah, that's where I would go with it. And
1: your top album.
0: What genre? What, what era? Top what album. Ah, dang it. That's like picking a favorite child. I'm gonna right now today I'm gonna choose 10 summoners' Tales. sting. Sting. All right. That's oh, a... sting.
1: Okay. So here's, here's what I w- here's what I was starting to talk about before the microphone went on. Okay. All of this is good and fine and dandy, and I do not argue that atonement theories aren't important. Uh, and in fact, you, gave, you articulated a new reason to pay attention to atonement theories because they, they shape our picture of who God is. Mm-hmm. If you are a substitutionary atonement theory only, then God is essentially an abusive father. Yeah, God's or not, kind of a you name it as that.. Yeah. Whereas if you you, know, you get the idea right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm not saying they're not important, but the real question comes down to salvation and what is it? Now, again, if you're hard... I, I, I hate to keep picking on it, but if you're hardcore substitutionary atonement, then salvation is being saved from your sins so that you can go to heaven instead of hell. And right. I, I think the whole afterlife is more it, it is a lot more nuanced than that. I no, think there's, there's a lot more to say for another podcast. But that's what salvation is. But is that really what it means to be saved? Because to me... Salvation is the new heaven and the new earth. It's mm-hmm. when you get a little bit later, you, when you when you get this picture that comes through the entire arc of the Bible, uh, uh, coming coming together uh, uh, to a head in Jesus, and then uh, and then shown to us poetically in the Book of Revelation. This view that the day will come when crying is no more. Uh, you, you can go back to the earlier prophets uh, foreseeing it, um, that the wolf shall lie down with the lamb. Um, this, this new heaven and the new earth that all will be rebuilt to me that's, a, that's salvation and it's not only for us individual it's for all of us together mm-hmm. and yes Jesus plays a role in that and we can talk about these theories and what they tell us about God I just think we've spent way too much time talking about them and not enough time talking about the bigger picture of salvation that god is still bringing in our midst right well all right then (laughs) that was easier than i thought
0: i i think one of the biggest shifts for me where salvation was concerned was moving it from personal and sanitizing to universal and redeeming
1: yeah that well say say that again because that was deep and i want to make sure people get that
0: okay i'm gonna have to think about what i just said it was moving from an idea of salvation that was personal about My me, sin. me, and the and by sanitizing I mean, you know, the whole washing me clean. I was in the sight of God. I was God couldn't even look on me, and now because of the cross, I'm white and glowing or whatever happens.
1: You're a precious snowflake.
0: I'm a precious snowflake. To an idea of salvation that encompasses all of creation and all of time and restores what has been destroyed is redeeming yeah gives value and beauty to what's been defunct or devastated
1: i'm going to throw you all a curveball you ready for this Mm -hmm. you're making me think of one of my spiritual heroes it's not fred rogers for once that's the curveball can you believe it Yes. You're making me think of... De- well, probably him, too, if I... If I anyway, <laughs> you're making me think of Desmond Tutu.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, and gosh,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, Desmond Tutu is truly one of my spiritual heroes. He was... Uh, during apartheid, the books are just wonderful. Go mm-hmm. read about him. Listen to him laugh. I could do that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but he... Um, Uh, A lot of his theology is uh, built around the Shosa, I think, is the tribal language, uh, South Africa, uh, South African word of Ubuntu. You may also recognize that because of the operating system named after it in the computer world. Uh, And if you've ever... Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like you've told me that before. Right. And
1: and that actually originated in South Africa, and its philosophy comes from this. So if you've encountered that, now you you have something to remind you and connect it. But the idea of Ubuntu is that I am human because you are human. And I am only as human as you are, and are you, al- you are allowed to be. Mm-hmm. So if something is keeping you from being less than fully human, then that makes me less than fully human too, because our humanity is tied together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of, the, uh, one of the great, great stories is uh, he, as a uh, black South African, a native South African, walked into the president, whatever the title was, of the top guy of the uh, white South African government, the apartheid government, mm-hmm. and was able to credibly and with a boldness and undoubtedly humor that can only come from that man, to say to him, that I'm concerned about you because your humanity is being harmed by the way you're hurting all of us, uh, all of the black South Africans. Wow. He was able to walk in there credibly and say, I'm really concerned for you because of how much you're hurting the rest and oppressing the rest and mean it. Yeah. Uh, because our humanity is tied together. Mm-hmm. So here it is. It can't be just about you, it can't be just about me. Our sin. Well, certainly we can mess up. Certainly we can have our moments of weakness, but we're too tied to one another. And so is salvation. Mm -hmm. And so is atonement. Mm
0: -hmm. See, that ended up being fine. It did.
1: I even found a little preacher moment to bring it to a close. You did. You had your
0: little hope thing at the end. Yeah.
1: Should I go back? Should I bring, like, the classic bridge sermon? No. Across the chasm. Oh,
0: sweet. Jesus, okay.
1: no. <laughs> all right. That's an atonement theory sermon. Please not don't look it up. Not enough
0: therapy in me yet. Please GB. don't
1: look it up, anyone. No. That one's not no. its a, a classic way to do it. Oh. But you know what? We're in a better place. God's bringing it to, the, to, to a better place still. Mm-hmm. I
0: agree.
1: All right. Thank you all for joining yeah. us. Send in your questions mm-hmm. and keep thinking, keep
2: communicating. I Jesus on a greyhound in Gorman, California. He was sitting in the back seat smiling so peacefully. I said, Hey man, what's the story about eternal glory? He said, Mr. I'm reading, would you just let me be? But the whole bus kept staring, so he put down his Newsweek. Said, Okay, people, here goes once again been preaching this sermon till I'm blue in the face maybe this time it'll finally sink in he stood up and began to begin and someone up front dropped a pen now if you treat people nice maybe they'll do the same I don't know why that's so hard to grasp why do you keep causing each other such pain? Didn't I teach you better than?